0: I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach and meditation teacher. This podcast is here to help you unwind self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm so you can step into the confident leader you were born to be. Women, it is time to bring your purpose into the world in an impactful way without sacrificing your well-being. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hey, before we start, what do you reckon is the like the top 3 like main challenges women go through in perimenopause like just off the top of your head um tiredness yeah.
1: um sense uh, like a loss of self yeah and um probably other things like just insomnia
0: and just that whole yeah. like change in like the body yeah it's, and that actually took me back when you said tiredness and then the, the change in body of when it because like because I went through menopause so early how it kind of snuck up on me and you think you're just tired and you think like oh why am I still why am I putting on weight in the in a different way to how I used to and then it's like oh, shit it took ages for me to figure it out or for um, someone to tell me well that's right so I was thinking about that this
1: morning and that like it does sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Until
0: then you realize you are really in the mud. You yeah. You didn't realize that th- it was this. Exactly. And then you've got that work to do, that quite intensive work to do to pull yourself out of it. Yeah. Because you've dropped. Well, not dropped, but because those symptoms have become quite intense. Yeah. Now they're
1: so yeah. big. You're so tired. You're so lethalgic and you're so off the
0: track that... Um, you know, you're beyond helping yourself. That's right. And that's when you need that intervention, right? That yeah. is, yeah, that's such an important piece, eh? Because it does get to a stage where it's beyond you being able to Google things, look up things, talk to friends and help yourself. It's like you actually need an expert to help you intervene and create some change starting to happen. Yeah, you yeah. know, that structure and that...
1: um Tell me what to do, instead yeah. because um, then you're not grasping at everything. Yeah, and everything because you know your friends say, "Oh, you should take this or you should try this." It's oh, amazing God. for me, and so and you know it might not work for you, and you end up with like this whole array of shit that is like blowing your mind and
0: doing that a gazillion things right, and you're busy trying to intermittent fast and do all this. Cardio shit and all this stuff that is just digging you. There's nothing wrong with cardio, but at certain times of our life, it's not ideal. You're intensive cardio, you're digging yourself into this freaking hole. That's so right. I had a client the other day and she
1: said, Seriously, I have never eaten so well. I've never looked after Mm -hmm. myself so well. And I feel like shit. She said, She'd started intermittent fasting. She'd started, um, she dropped um, dairy. And started doing um oat milk and a coffee and I was like you need to go back doing what you were doing. She was eating five meals a month. It was five yeah. meals a day and exercising a lot more. And she was like a superwoman. And then she tried and she just like yeah.
0: hit the bottom. She tried to do that collective wisdom, which yeah. is or what we're told by our friends, which is not necessarily the right thing to do right when you're going through perimenopause no it's what suits you what suits your body what works for you take notice yeah so while we're on that topic what do you think about um, intermittent fasting I know well but first of all from a TCM traditional Chinese medicine perspective but then secondly through perimenopausal time what's your like take
1: on that well, in TCM, it's definitely a no-no because um, we're supposed to eat earlier in the morning because we have this cycle of um, when our organs are peaking and so we can digest better earlier in the morning. We're supposed to have a poo earlier in the morning. Um, so TCM's are quite rigid about that, about yeah. three, three meals a day. Intermittent fasting, I find, um, can be good for... For some people, especially um, like overweight PCOS people for a little bit. Mm. But generally, I say to people, I don't know how you do it. I'm so hungry and I don't think you should um, let your body be
0: hungry. Right. And is that a TCN-like perspective as well? Like that you shouldn't let your body be hungry? Yeah, because it needs to be nourished. Mm. We need to feel
1: nourished. Because we are always, you know, with the things we're talking about that we should do and in inverted commas, you're just ripping yourself off
0: from the joy of life as well. Oh my God, yes. Um, I think you summed up like perimenopause for, for me and for a lot of women. And what was it that you said that your client said? It was something like, I've never eaten so well in my life and I feel like shit. I mean, isn't that like the chapter yep. title for perimenopause? Yeah. And so that sort
1: of brings me on to like, okay, if you're feeling so shit, why are you feeling so shit? And you'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, because uh, you're by this time pretty tired, right? You're pretty stressed out. Um, and the doctor will say, here's some antidepressant. It happens a lot. And... um they haven't really checked any bloods so i love um sending people off to the gp to get their bloods done because women like in tcm we're made up of blood we are yin as women are more yin as opposed to young and so blood is our essential basis i see so many people who are um iron deficient and anemic and it's really hard to cope when you're that tired, because the um, the parameters of um, what's acceptable in in numbers is 20 to 250, and so that's your iron stores. I mean, that's a huge range. Range. Yeah. And if you're at 21, as opposed to 100, well, that's still pretty low. I don't know any woman who functions well down in the 20s, let alone single digits and i see women in the single yeah. digits a lot seriously yeah bloody and hell. hell yeah they're tired you know they've got brain fog they can't sleep yeah. and um the doctor thinks they're depressed and their blood's come back in like normal because they're in this
0: a very low range and they're not offered anything because yeah. they're normal yeah but that that's the problem, right? is that often the around that sort of range that it kind of comes into that binary thing it's like, well, if you're in the range you're normal, it's fine. if yep. you're outside of the range, we need to do something about it, but actually there's like you said, there's a massive spectrum in there. The spectrum is too
1: big, and women do not function well with low iron and yeah. another thing that happens around perimenopause and with um After having babies and with menopause, the thyroid can get out of whack as well. So, that's another really important thing to tick off is my
0: thyroid functioning well. God damn, everything you're talking about is so familiar for me and my journey. That is so alike. I love um, treating
1: women who come in with like perimenopausal stuff. They don't necessarily like label it that.
0: Yeah. It's like, I know you, you're mean. sit down you or me hey um let's introduce you hey so um welcome to the podcast Nicola Douglas um I thought I'd just jump on in because we've got so much to share but um can you introduce yourself please um aside from being one of my besties and one of my go-to people what else is important about you that people need to know
1: uh so I uh I'm 48 so I'm in the dark depths of (laughs) metaphors myself (laughs) you're right there i'm in there um i'm an acupuncturist before i was an acupuncturist i was a nurse so like i can come from uh you know a tcm point of view and a more of a western medicine point of view and i love marrying ones together um i'm the co-founder of tahi here where we've got like a great bunch of women who um come together and have the same um interest and passion for treating women as well. I love working with women. I've got four kids. So yeah, I'm I'm quite busy
0: and uh... quite busy. <laughs> Nick's like Nick's typically been like someone I look to who you've been like a powerhouse of energy in your life and um I've always admired how you navigate that piece of having your own business very busy in your own business and having four kids and so then for you going through um this perimenopausal phase what's changed for you like what is what's been coming up oh shit i had to find the stillness yeah. i had to find the
1: space within because like you said i like i was go 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 all the time and um it got too much and i i but was I can't sustain this any longer, and then actually, I don't want to sustain this any longer. And there was always this like you know, if I slowed down, it was boring, um, and I wasn't achieving anything and but it became my um, number one mission was to find the void or the being able yeah. to stop and slow down and be okay with that. What was the question now I'm getting lost
0: <laughs> no no that's that's beautiful you answered the question beautifully so hey in in um, TCM and through that acupuncture lens how is like menopause viewed because I've heard you say a few things in clinic over the years where I've gone oh that's like a sort of a different viewpoint from what I've heard through western medicine or even other other lenses so what is that lens of perimenopause menopausal time? So
1: in Chinese medicine, there's no such thing as perimenopause. It doesn't exist because um, that's just another imbalance. Whatever's happening then is something else that needs to be balanced up. And historically, they didn't really become uh, um, as out of whack as we do because they have a big emphasis on nourishing the body right from the get-go they have this like the art of nourishing life yeah and um so there's a big focus right from the get-go on um moving your body mindfully and it's not running like they're definitely not into like going for a 10k run that's like they're like why would you do that So because it's depleting or yeah well it's too it's too much for the body but there's got to be mindful movement you've got to keep the body Mm. moving mindful of what's going in your body what is the food that's working for you does it nourish you sleep are you getting enough sleep like we can only make hormones when we're asleep we can only our bodies can only reset rebalance
0: and rewire when we're sleeping and we're not sleeping enough hey man that's so bloody cruel though isn't it because if we can only make um hey woman if we can only make hormones when we sleep And when we're in perimenopause, sleep is so disrupted. So many women are like, oh, yeah, I'm awake at 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I don't go back to sleep. So then you get caught into this vicious cycle.
1: You're in the cycle. It's hard to get out. And in TCM, a lot of those sleep disturbances do come from um, a blood deficiency. So that's why I'm always on about the blood. What does that mean? Like blood deficiency? I don't get that. Blood deficiency is that, that nourishing, cooling aspect, uh, aspect of the body. And it's not necessarily that you're anemic. It might not show up on the blood. Often it does. Like 95% of the time it does. But there's these other women who present with blood deficiency and their bloods are normal, but they've got every symptom of it. Like they've got dry skin, it's itchy, their hair is dry, their eyes are sore and itchy, and got yeah. blood has got to get out and nourish the skin. Nourish the whole body, nourish the skin, nourish the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also nourishes the heart. So at nighttime, a nice, like, juicy, nourished heart is where the mind comes back in or the spirit can comes back in at nighttime. And it's got this delicious place to rest and switch off. And if there's not enough blood, well, it wanders. We can't Mm. sleep.
0: Is that why, like the um, so typically perimenopause or time of menopause, there's a lot of anxiety. So if you yes. look at,
1: mm. yeah, for sure, because the heart is not nourished, and we're also generating more heat um around this time. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are, and because um, as we were younger, all our energy is centered down in our lower belly, right? It's all, when we're young, we are all about um, nurtured, feeling nurtured, feeling safe. And so that's all down in the lower abdomen. That's the energetics of it. Um, But as we get older, it's all about reproduction. So all of our energy is down in the reproductive area. Whereas we start swapping that in perimenopause and it starts coming up to the heart so that Um, women are now more heart-centered there's like this invitation um, to bring all the energy up to the heart and we live with more um, wisdom and we live from our heart what do we really want to do what do we really want to say so the opposite of that is like we can fight it and if we fight it we're fighting the changes we don't like what's going on we stagnate more energy, it becomes more stuck and we create more heat, more hot flushes, more anxiety, more angst within ourselves. So I think we have to be more aware that um, what's going on is not a disease, it's natural and we have to allow the body to make those changes and support the body in making those changes so that we can... um, bring this energy out of the the lower body and up into our heart and
0: like radiate Mm. wow that's super interesting I haven't thought about it from that perspective but as you were talking I was kind of like well if that's a like the energetic sort of process that's happening then it is going to stimulate um unintegrated traumas or life experiences do you see that in clinic? Oh, and like
1: this time of life is when it all comes up. Our body is like a filing cabinet for all our trauma, for all our big traumas, for all our little traumas. Like the trauma even of having a an argument with someone. But, you know, when you've got little kids and you're on the go all the time and you're trying to put on a happy face, there's no time to... um process every interaction that we have with people or with ourselves and we file it and in Chinese medicine it's all um we believe it's filed away nicely it can be filed in um blood vessels and the joints we and um later on I find especially at perimenopause it all starts but the filing cabinet like is now bursting open we need to do some rejigging and it's Again, it's an invitation. You can empty your filing cabinet and upgrade into using a computer. Or you can just (laughs) store it on the cloud, (laughs) Maybe Store it on the cloud. Look, you can decide what you want to do with it. Some women, they are just, you know, it's just like, I just want my symptoms to go away. I am going to carry on with how I live because I don't want things to change. It can be a bit scary. Other women come into it full heartedly and uh I'm gonna'm I'm, I'm changing up my life, yeah, and they can find a smooth way through it because you're you're willing to make changes. you're willing to like um, maybe look at the trauma, look at the past, how how has it affected you Just uh being with all of that and accepting all of that. Mm. is helps ease through it. It doesn't have to be really
0: fucking hard and horrible, I promise. It's really um I think that's such a key piece at this that time of perimenopause and like I'm fifty two but I went into menopause very early. Um so I'm kind of out the other side now. But it it's definitely an invitation, right, to change things up to like it's really interesting around that energetics of rising up from the lower pelvic area yeah. from maybe the sacral and the root chakra moving up into the heart uh that's interesting from a chakra perspective right because it has to rise up through the solar plexus power center mm-hmm. and this is where we've we've suppressed so much of ourselves because yeah. we're so conditioned to people please we don't uh, and don't have clear boundaries that hasn't been accepted there's so much of this stuff that gets to be revisited or visited maybe for the first time when you're in perimenopause in terms of well how do I want to live the rest of my life yeah 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 hey, so uh, super interesting um, in terms of treatment so I I really do like that idea of you know getting that support and getting that intervention early and that's something I didn't do because I didn't actually know I was in perimenopause I was just bloody tired bloody frustrated like that was one of the first um when I look back now symptoms I was like why do I get so angry now I haven't felt like angry like this since I was a kid. you know like feeling like I was flying off the handle um but so what are what are the 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 treatments, the, like, how do you approach it? How do I approach it? Well, a lot of, um... Have we
1: got a day? Oh, we've got a day. (laughs) It's, um, look, the first step is, like, just showing up. Showing up to whoever you want to show up to and say, can you help me? And, uh, I love acupuncture for all of this because it's a whole mind, body, spirit treatment, which is super important at this time and women are like they are loving the whole the wholeness of it the whole aspect um there's a lot of talking involved with me because you are unpacking and the talking is but almost sets up the treatment like of where you want to go on the day yeah um it is like opening up the filing cabinet and speaking with the body around um what what's important today is it the yeah. is it the hot flushes that they really need to go away is it that you really need sleep let's just work on sleep and then later on down the line it's like what's what's coming up emotionally now and that last little bit of the picture you know if it's a, a helpful tool for the um for the physical stuff to resolve as well body work when you're Body work is just super important at this time. No matter what it is, if it's sacral, osteo, acupuncture, yeah. like it's important. Um, Chinese herbs are really amazing um, at this time because again, they're working on every aspect of the body—the mind, body, spirit. You know, we can nourish the blood, we can clear heat, we can calm the mind, all at the same time
0: with Chinese herbs. But you you wouldn't oh sorry, but you wouldn't go like just go and sort yourself out with that, right? Because it's very specialized. It's super specialized. And there's like I can't
1: I know that people want to say, look, Nicola, what can I take? <laughs> what do <am> I take? <laughs> just tell me what yeah. to take. Like. I'm sorry. I um I don't know. You need to come and talk to me for an hour and I'll find exactly what you need to take. There's no one size fits all and not even with supplementation. Um, I love magnesium, I think all women should be on magnesium, it's a super one really, because it's calming, it's good for the bowels, we want to be like detoxing, excess estrogen and um, magnesium can help us, we want lots of support for the liver, so there's um, lots of just stuff you can do yourself as well, along the lines of good food, Um, in clinic I'm always, um, I'm mostly telling people to eat more, I think like we restrict ourselves too much. Our women
0: need lots of protein. Um, can... I see. I see. I see that a lot of um, women through that time we need to increase our protein. Yeah. What about but the, the ve- building blocks? Building blocks of the blood, and we need we need blood. What about the vegetarians and vegans amongst us in terms of protein? What do um, we do?
1: They can be really tricky. Um, I find most vegetarians and vegans most of them are pretty onto it and they know all about protein and they know how to get it into them um every now and then like I, they're probably the only time where i am saying could you just eat a little bit of meat they're my fertility clients really oh, but yeah by the time they're over that
0: you know i they, they know they know about protein yeah you can move through it yeah and what about carbs Because I know there's a bit of a sort of a trend for lower-carb eating. How does that impact generally the perimenopausal woman?
1: Um, Women
0: need carbs.
1: We (laughs) need energy. (laughs) Don't hold back, girlfriend. Don't hold back. Um, You know, I don't really, I'm not a massive fan of um, gluten. I find that cutting that out for a lot of women, I have found, and this is like, not how i was trained because we were trained like this is the menopause diagnosis it's normally a yin deficient and fire rising up and over the years i've found it's all coming back to digestion for women like they're, they're coming in with these um lots of patterns of digestive issues and once we fix that then everything else fixes the digestion um You know, that's where we take in the food and it makes energy and it makes blood. And if we can get it working well, then everything else has this great knock-on effect. Um, So um, getting a diet that that works for that particular person, and often I do get them to cut gluten because even if it's only for four weeks, because it helps the gut line heal again and they feel amazing. And then i say, just bring it in a little bit and see what you um, can tolerate. And often they've changed. They'll either go, I don't eat gluten anymore because I feel so good off it. Or they go just eat it every now and then in small amounts.
0: Yeah, so good. So then good. again,
1: um, some people are fine with it. And they go, no, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, I keep eating
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I'm either in denial or I'm fine with it. Yes. You know, but but I do try and go, like be really mindful of not eating it every single meal right because it can just take up all of like what you're eating which is not helpful at all and certainly when I was going through perimenopause I had a lot more um, and I, I didn't know so much then about what I needed to eat but I had a lot more cravings for carbs right and because I wasn't like loading in what I needed to around the really good nourishment, and so I had to kind of switch that around. And of course, that's settled down now. But yeah, there's, there's a lot. Because you normally we're so
1: tired and we're just reaching for the quick and easy stuff, <laughs> right? right? Eating yeah. well it takes a little bit a little bit more planning.
0: Yeah, it really does. And if you're at the end of your energy levels, it's like, well, what can I do? That's going to, you know, take the least planning. You've got brain fog going on. You've got all these external pressures. You can see why this goes on for women.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you get um, deeper and deeper in the mud, and there's it's yeah. just you're just um, surviving.
0: Yeah. So what do you reckon? Um, what? Because what I don't want to happen when we talk about this is for women to you know take what we're saying and take what they're reading and then use it as a way to like oh I'm getting it wrong I'm doing it wrong I'm wrong I've caused this to happen because I think there's so many you know environmental societal upbringing all of that factors that really play into this and that can make that time be quite challenging what's your take on that uh
1: I'm you're in the right place at the right time right now you know and what, often when I hear people's stories and again you know they're beating themselves up like I should have been exercising more or I, I should have been doing that and I should have been doing that and quite often I'm like wow you've done an amazing job at Getting through life and getting yep. to here. And it's a lot of that, um, like emotion. When we talk about the emotions being suppressed, that's how they have, um, that's their survival. That's, that's yep. how they've got through. They've, that's how they've managed to bring up children and feed themselves and run of. Um, a home and a business and I'm always like wow you went through all of that and you are like here yeah. yeah I'm always like you've done a great job but
0: now let's do some work let's support you yeah that's a really great perspective so what do you reckon if someone like I know this is probably a too difficult a question but I'll ask it anyway if I was in perimenopause and I wasn't sleeping and I was getting hot flushes and oh, actually when I went through perimenopause, that um, uh, migraine headache pattern was way amplified up. I've got all of that going on. I'm I'm crabby with my partner. My libido's really low. I've got everything's firing, and I come and see you. What's the kind of time frame? I know everyone's different, but what are we talking about? Weeks, months, six months, two months, three months. Always people feel immediately better. even if it's on that
1: short term because they're now doing something about it. And even like weeks, weeks, they will feel better. Mm. But it could be um, you're going to have to take these supplements for a year or you need to stick to this plan and keep altering it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I like to see people generally and it's just a general thing like I like to see people weekly for these sorts of things for four to six weeks and then we spread it out and then it becomes um, okay I'm going to come and see you every few months for a top-up and to check in and move my energy. Seriously it can take not that long to feel better and I'm always reminding people it's like um 100 days for a red blood cell to mature. So in 100 days, you've got a whole new set of red blood cells going through around the body. Give yourself three months, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. to be really yeah. good Beautiful. And, and the thing is, like, perimenopause can last a long time, right? Years and years. So yeah. if you're making those changes with someone like you and you're shifting into that next level of functioning then uh that's such a good thing
1: well you, and you know we talked about um in chinese medicine that there was no um perimenopause it's because they believe that you should just your periods just peter off and then you don't hold yeah, them, and then you're in menopause because that's how it should yeah. work yeah. We've got a lot of underlying deficiencies that, you know, and you're coming into perimenopause early. Um, often those people are like either poor functioning thyroid or they've had um, a really terrible um, recovery after births as well. You know, that's really taxing on the body. And I think women after we have babies are not looking after ourselves as as well as we could. Um, we're not staying home and eating really nourishing foods. We are up, um, washing the dishes, doing
0: the laundry straight away. You know, we're not being looked after. I remember that when I had uh, my second kid, and um, I was really doing a lot of qigong then, and um, the the qigong teacher was, you know, they had this thing of I don't know what it's called. What is it, the golden month or something? They the got it Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you don't leave the house for two weeks after you have the child. You like Four really weeks. F- four weeks. Oh well. They must have um uh diluted it for I could only remember it being two <laughs> weeks. That was <laughs> enough. But it was like um like you're really focusing on as resting as much as you can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So traditionally they would have like the mum move in or the mother yeah. moves in. <laughs> And your only job is basically to um breastfeed your baby like you do nothing,
0: yeah, and we don't have that now, right, and so it's like it's not like we're choosing to not to not look after ourselves. It's like actually our society's not set up to support us to do it in that way, yeah, there is not that
1: support, and it takes a lot of um it takes a longer time for a woman to recover. And sometimes, you know, 20 years later, they'll come in, they go, I haven't felt the same since my second child. Like, I oh, know, you're tired. You never got it back.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's so bullshit, isn't it? Because it's like you, we go through that. There's all that sort of, I think of it as deficiency in our environment. So then we're having to go back to being really, really active too early. And then you come into perimenopause and you find out, oh, there's actually this sort of chronic deficiency or fatigue in my system. And that's really um, amplifying these symptoms for me. That was my experience. Anyway, I reckon I went into perimenopause after I had my um, second kid. So I was 30, Mm -hmm. oh, 30, what's like 38, 37? I don't know. But from then, I started to have really light symptoms. And then it was all, you know, and then it started, building yeah Yeah. I don't think I recovered yeah and that catches up but then
1: again like when it catches up to you I'm always excited when people turn up so I'm like yeah
0: yeah actually let's not go down to that deep dark hole because when you do notice it and you do bring in that nourishment and that support and yes our culture and society is not set up to really nourish us right in our roles however and so then we have to reach out to like someone like you, to a practitioner, to support us. That support is there, and and like you said, in a matter of weeks, in a short amount of time, it can really start making a difference. It really does. It does. And there's um other things. on look. Like-
1: also, like I want to say, big apps to talk therapy as well. You know, you might yeah. never have tried that before, but you know that yeah. can be super helpful. And I think when you combine things like speaking with a therapist with this body yeah. work and with the herbs, well, you are taking it to a whole new level. You are working on every level.
0: Yeah. So then it becomes very, very holistic, very holistic. Yeah. Oh, and
1: beautiful. Uh, we we need to practice being able to talk about what we're going through and sometimes you know you might just have to pay a therapist to go and practice
0: (laughs) (laughs) god knows i've paid a few therapists in my life (laughs) i've kept a few therapy businesses going back in the day hey um yeah and uh, look honestly it's um Because I struggled as a young woman. I really struggled to be in life, to live a life that I wanted. And that that was one of the big things that really got me able to be more resilient in my life and my world. So, you know, so much credit to that. Um, How can women contact you, work with you? How do they get in touch? Well, I'm on Facebook and
1: Instagram, just Nicola Douglas Acupuncture. And I have a website, com. And where do you work from, Nick? I'm working from Tahoe on Devon Street in New Plymouth, but I can also work um, on Zoom. We
0: can work, I can work with people anywhere. Yeah. So you work remotely. I work also, remotely. Easy done. Yeah. Yeah. But not acupuncture for that, right? Obviously everything
1: not else. acupuncture, but everything else. <laughs> There's like so much we can do without the needles.
0: Um, You know, Chinese herbs really are amazing around this time and I can yeah. pass them out. Yeah, and so you can actually set someone up a um, really powerful protocol that can help them um, even without the acupuncture, yeah?
1: And we can make a plan. And also um, I can find acupuncturists near
0: you who I recommend as well. Oh, yeah, good call. Good call. And if someone is, say, um, seeing uh, their doctor and maybe they're looking at – bio HRT or even HRT can they still come and work with you I have people
1: come working with me who are on HRT I have people working who have been on it for a while but they want to come off it and people who are thinking about it and it's it's always a backup you know it's always there if you want it um lots of studies now it's like not as bad as we once made it out to be in Chinese medicine, it does have its um, uh, negative things. It can, it can stagnate qi more. It can lead to more emotional disturbances. But, you know, for some people, it's like freaking amazing and they love it. So, um, yep, they work with me on it, coming off it mostly. And um, I find that people
0: who come and work with me don't end up needing it. Beautiful. Hey, So, Nick, what's your favorite book? At the moment. Give us a book recommendation. Oh, okay. I've got I've got a lot of
1: books sitting on my bedside table, but at the moment. Um, I am loving the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson. And um, I think I love it so much because I'm listening to it on Audible and it's just pertinent for my time of life. You know, when women are going through um, pure menopause and they're learning to... Givly sparks now um so i'm really enjoying that it's quite light and mostly i like it because he says fuck a lot in the book <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's lots of swearing in there subtle out subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah yeah fantastic thanks so much amazing well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today nicola uh it's been such a pleasure and i know we had so probably could have kept going for hours and hours but um that's been so, so helpful. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Good chat. My pleasure. Good chat. Ooh. And speaking of w- you and I are partnering up very soon. So, for our local New Plymouth, Namoto people, we are going to do a talk in just a couple of weeks, right? We are. We're going to do, we're
1: calling it Tahi Talks, and we hadn't actually given it a name yet, but we're going to be talking I about this. <laughs> All of this and more live at time on uh, May, was it
0: May the 11th? May the 11th, yeah. So we're going to go for 7pm, I think. And um, I'll put a link to where you can buy tickets. They're going to be super, super cheap. It's just to cover our costs. But we really want to share some more around this. We have so many women talking to us about perimenopause and menopause. And so come together with other women and let's start a conversation, share a conversation, give some support, and um, there'll be drinks and nibbles as well, right, Nick? I'm sure there will be. (laughs) There better be. I'm demanding it. (laughs) No gluten, no. (laughs) I'm going to sneak in gluten, okay? (laughs) No, there'll definitely be gluten. (laughs) All right, my loves, have an amazing day, and um, thanks so much, Nick. Thank you, Megan. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends, share the episode. It all helps to get this information into the hands of other people that can use it to really unwind people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, because we can do without that anymore, right? We need to step up, step in to being the leaders we were born to be. Have an amazing week, my friend.